0: Well, I don't know if you can feel sounds, but if you could, <laughs> the sound that you'd be feeling right now is a sound of love. <laughs> yeah. Love and admiration. Mm-hmm. Well, and and peace. And lust, apparently. <laughs> and, uh, what? A, well, Logan just, Logan just walked by with his shirt, shirt on. You're lusting over, okay. That was nice to see, too. Um... <laughs> There's just a lot of love in this room right now because the season, the regular season is over. The battle has really ended in mm-hmm. in some ways. Um, everyone has finally rested in their their finishing position for the season, playoff or not. Um, and we have a lot to talk about discussing what the playoffs are going to look like. I also want to pay some respects this week to the consolation bracket, which <laughs> I am prestigious, S- certain the proceed as it's been called time and time again the prestigious consolation bracket <laughs> um and what what's coming what's coming up with that first i want to go to my co-hosts mitch larson and ryan Hamby. mitch how are you doing today i'm doing well i'm doing well i had a bittersweet week i lost to the the
1: undisputed worst person uh worst uh, fantasy player in our league yeah not really the worst person not the worst Let's person he's a great person yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 worst fantasy player in our league um but at the same time, uh, my, my worthy counterpart, Tyler Scheib, did not pull out his own win that was needed, and I slid into the playoffs on a four-game losing skid. Which is your first time. My first history. time. Wow. It's got to feel good. Oh, it feels amazing. I, I got a relief. text. Blake, I
2: got a text from Mitch a couple days ago that says, I made the playoffs, and it feels amazing. Is this
0: how you feel every year? <laughs> wow. My and, answer is, yeah. yeah, that's how I feel <laughs> every year, Blake. So, Ryan, as mm-mm. a as a continuous playoff uh, team, um, some would say the New England Patriots of the F&B. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what does it feel like, again, to be back in the playoffs?
2: It really is a relief. You know, it. I know a lot of people gave uh, Shaibo crap for celebrating a Patriots Super Bowl victory not that long ago. Uh, but being in his shoes right now, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm going to win it all. I probably won't but it's it there is a sense of relief uh and, and you kind of i don't know there's pressure that goes with it but i don't know just i'm not like that excited about my team or anything it just feels good to be there again i don't really have that many feelings about it sorry mitch it coming kind of numb th-
0: yeah and that's fine and that's you know i think that's probably how tom brady feels every year yeah. um until he wins Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, if you win this year, this would be the biggest championship of your career.
2: The playoffs are really just an extension of the regular season for some people.
0: Yeah, um, people like you. But if, but I'm, 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 I'm putting this out there, Ryan, that if you won this year, it would be the biggest championship of, of your career because you would take down um, Connor, who mm. right now, with all due respect, is looking like the favorite to win the championship. I know yeah, that that yeah. puts some other I – mean, it's obviously like we talk about on a weekly basis. This is fantasy football there are no guarantees mm, um none. but Mitch I wanted to ask you as being uh, your first time and and by the way to all the listeners out there who aren't a part of our league who are just hearing this um Mitch and Ryan are both in the playoffs it's a four team playoff so you're the best four teams uh the most successful four teams out of a 12-man league and so and and, and that was a good that was a good amendment there. yeah not the best not the best the the most successful four teams out of uh out of a 12-man league Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to say as the one person from the podcast team that didn't make the playoffs a huge congratulations to you guys thank you but mitch being in the playoffs yeah um for the first time of your career, mm-hmm. uh, something that you really uh, had blood, sweat, and tears over yes. to get into. It was Lots r- of it. it. was very hard for you to do for these past couple of years. Other fluids too, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> um, my question to you is, what's it feel like to finally cross that threshold? Yeah,
1: it, it feels incredible. Uh, it feels like a, a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I believe I was the only, well, certainly the only OG six, not the only one in the entire league, but the only OG six... To never have a playoff appearance, which was was a cross I carried every day in yeah. every season. It was, and it we, was miserable. And
2: honestly, as brothers, OG six brothers, we wanted to carry that for you, Mitch, but we knew we couldn't. <laughs> that was your cross alone to carry.
1: It's true. It was heavy. Now, you know, I, honestly, I, I'm in a I'm in a weird spot where I don't feel like I have a lot of pressure on me <laughs> mm. to perform well because my team is is pretty outmatched and and it's unfortunate. I'll tell you though, the one but.
2: pressure I feel though. Going back to what you're asking me. The, we, we have been a league for six years. We have statistics all the way back, and there is a very uh, prestigious stat of average finishing spot. And so getting into the playoffs, honestly, isn't enough. I do not want to get fourth. Mm. I think my, I'm leading the average finishing spot in the league by, with a two-point something. That's my average place finish. Wow. And that, honestly, I, have, I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes cold sweat thinking about that <laughs> as to whether or not that will drop or if that will be slightly raised. Yeah. It can't really go that far up. Well, as but, yeah. as it could go down as
0: mm-hmm. an, as your um partners in the podcast, I, <laughs> I I wish you guys nothing but the best in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> hey, give that uh, give that consolation bracket, heck, man! I'm gonna give the, I'm gonna give it the best I can. I feel really great. I mean, my team for, is, is looking great, um, and it's had its ups and downs this year. I don't need to go on about it. I, I know everyone knows about it, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> My team, I'm, I'm totally happy with that. I'm really looking forward to the competition, though, in the consolation bracket. We can get into some of these numbers and these breakdowns later great in the competition. Show. It's great. It's going to be really cool to see what kind of goes on there. And um, if you're a con- consolation bracket person, uh, maybe send us a little email just uh, showing your support for the consolation bracket. <laughs> and if you want to hear more updates on what how the consolation bracket does play out, throughout the season maybe we can offer more consolation bracket coverage than playoff actual playoff coverage if yeah, need be that's um, fair i'm not gonna argue that you for know. Sure. it's definitely gonna be interesting there are some really 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 big teams in the consolation bracket this year but first and foremost speaking of emails i want to go to our email section um Go to our Gmail, see what our fans have to say. We got a, uh, our email starting off this week from a fan who has emailed the show before, um, and he always brings up some really provocative questions for us in terms of fantasy football. So um, this is from Cody Krause, and he oh, writes, great. Gentlemen, since the, al- since the alternate reality Blake lives in is a repeated subject on the show, <laughs> yep. it got me thinking. If you could build a perfect fantasy team, all keepers, um so future in mind who would it be mm. um so he says one quarterback three running backs two wide receivers and one tight end let's do this really quickly if you yeah. can come up with it really fast go ahead Mitch.
1: well i was gonna say we, we just go go around the circle and everybody say uh their say one position Just, just trust go. one we'll another see. that we're gonna make the I'll best start at the top together. okay quarterback Kirk cousins no oh <laughs> no 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 quarterback Romo. Pat Pat Mahomes. Yeah. What? Yep. Okay. That's Great. good. Tony. Oh, all, is this an all-time fantasy team? Oh, uh, if it no, is, no. the game has changed. Current, current,
0: current players. Patrick Mahomes, quarterback. Great.
2: That's awesome. All right, you got one running back.
0: I'll get one running back here. I would go with at this point Saquon. It's just, okay. I think his right. future is extremely bright, and he's having a pretty dig- pretty good year this year.
2: We're gonna go around, and I'm going to say a flex who is a running back, but I want to make sure the emphasis is on flex here. Darius Geis wow and he hasn't even played has not played a single down yet darius geist will be on my team next year the first redskin me the cowboys fan has ever owned will be darius geist next year that's
0: that's a that's a big pick all right let's get a running back from you mitch uh i think there's someone that there's the right choice there is a right Right. choice. there's someone that has to be Mm -hmm. this person yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean,
0: Adrian Peterson, no doubt. No. Oh, 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 okay. All right. Uh, no. Toad Gurley. Yep. Toad, yep. That's got to mm-hmm. be it. That's great. You know, and it's tough uh, with Sa- picking Sa- uh, Saquon or Ezekiel Elliott. You know, I think it's between those two guys like for that other spot. Wait, but yeah.
1: you already picked Saquon. I thought we were three running backs, right? We did. Well, I so picked Darius. He, he picked Darius. Sorry. Guys. I know. Okay. I, I know. It was, I was a trying flex. to be edgy. I
2: was trying to be edgy. Sorry. Okay. So we got, obviously, you could add a little more relevant guy right now, but I'm saying for the long run, it's fine.
0: I, I do think that Saquon in the long run how does Elliot. I know that's going to make some of our Cowboys wow. fans <laughs> unhappy. Yeah, like, I, I, I says about that. I just think that they're going to build that team around Saquon. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, if they do anything smart, which I hope they can do. Actually, I really don't care if they do it, but if they do, <laughs> Saquon would be the guy. So let's go with two wide receivers. I'll do our first. I would pick at wide receiver right now easily DeAndre Hopkins um as far as when the ball is in the air there's not a single person in the nfl who has a better chance of bringing it down so that's a his great, consistency very well said. of catching footballs when you're when you're watching a fantasy wide receiver like julio is an amazing receiver mm-hmm. i love him to death i really love him he's incredible he's done great this year he's awesome there's some discrepancies sometimes where there's drop balls and things like that that can be bothersome i think uh hopkins is even more solid as mm-hmm. far as um, bringing, mm-hmm. bringing down So you
2: passes. went with consistency that was kind of like your main I think every week that.
0: every week man um, Alright well
2: I'm going to add the alternate of consistency and go for grand slam potential I'm going to add Tyreek Hill to that Wow to go along with Patty Mahomes on our ultimate squad here mm-hmm. uh, and just be like hey he might get two points for us when he, he might get 200 points that's true <laughs> he's done that before <laughs> that's true yeah. I yeah. think
1: totally
0: uh, last is tied in tied in mm, um, this one's
2: interesting
1: I mean there's some the young guys out there. The number one tight end out there right now would is Kelsey, right? It is. Yeah. I I, I would. Well, okay. I I was gonna say I would go with him, but but if we're thinking like future, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you said some young guys out there. Who Who comes to your mind, Ryan? Well, I'm immediately thinking
2: like young potential, and you go to. Uh, you go to OJ Howard very early it's not george a sexy kittle. pick right now george kittle sure with a good quarterback yeah and it can't get worse right, right. so george kittle's a very optimistic pick i think uh but we can't do that no. i know mean, i just that doesn't the rest of the team's been so good mm-hmm. if
0: i'm gonna pick one it's gonna be i think the most athletic tight end in the nfl Ooh, right now the Zach guy Hurts. who can nope
2: nope mm-hmm. Zach Ertz is great i got two that he you might could be pick enough he
0: could he could be a pick in there he should probably i think Zach Ertz should be the person we pick i think realistically he's the best but i would go with jared cook uh, I just think yeah he's, he's the most athletic
2: but he's, he's just always underachieving
0: and I, I know but he's the most athletic and if if the if the Raiders David and Joku it, I know mm. David's great too if the Raiders can move forward though um and I don't know if they will or not uh, obviously picking anyone from that team but if I had to pick one guy who I thought could have the most potential to be really in the next. Whoever, mm-hmm. as far as tight ends go. Jimmy Graham of a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Jared Cook. He is, was at the top like, of his game. I'm saying the next like the Kellen Winslow Sr. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. I I realize I realize. that saying Jared Cook is really dumb. Well, let's just go with Ertz then. But let's well, go with Ertz you. is a smart guy, but Jared A good Cook, God-fearing would, man. Jer- Jared Cook is the guy that you look at playing tight end you just go oh my gosh you get like, scared he's unreal well, let's
2: just pick zion williamson and just call it a day let's do that there you yeah. go let's do that yep. we appreciate what a great that question that was a great, great question,
0: question cody cody always has the best um <laughs> this this next one is from camden glenn oh hmm. my beefcake of the week last yeah week. yeah he had a wonderful uh, little shout out last week he killed us all in the bench press competition a few weeks ago at the big birthday party it's done <laughs> So this is from camden this is going to take me a minute to read but i'm going to read all of it because this is a i think a wonderful email from from our boy he says hey guys goblin junior or kicks before chicks whichever you prefer here (laughs) i come to you on this gloriously filled sunday night after a great day of football and fun with a saddened heart this week i took a major l but first and for and definitely foremost i would like to give a huge thank you to the ham bone himself mm. ryan handy for the awesome shout out on last week's podcast as an avid listener it really boosted my confidence <laughs> even even if you did get my age wrong correction i am 19 years old Ooh. not 18 year old white back single something? male for any of the ladies listening <laughs> <laughs> he's legal yes he is, he is. Yeah, it's good. Uh, But truly, I know you didn't mean to offend me, Ryan, and I thank you. It's nice. Uh, Now, back to the Major L. (laughs) I'm going to get back to that. All right. This week was a sad week. My beautiful, marvelous Kansas City Chiefs, Sko Chiefs, lost one of their weapons, Kareem Hunt. He Mm -hmm. was a hero, a majestic being, to say the least, and he did something bad. (laughs) (laughs) He did something bad now it is a major l for me because about a month ago i took it upon myself to really rep my team so you know what i did i bought myself a kareem hunt jersey Ooh, Mm, yikes now with all due respect to the chiefs and once again in parentheses sco chiefs (laughs) i respect their decision to release him but that now leaves me with a useless jersey Hmm. that i would most definitely not show off in public (laughs) So with all of this saying, I hope you guys keep me in your prayers and thoughts <laughs> as I relentlessly obtain a refund so I can continue to rep my Kansas City Chiefs, Scou Chiefs. Into a prayer request, <laughs> <Thank> email <laughs> like every day, guys. Oh, and it's prayer not over. It's not over. Wow. And lastly, I know that this is a long. I know that this is long, and I apologize. But for a guy who is somewhat taking a gap year this season from fantasy football, hoping to make an unprecedented comeback to the stage next year. I would advise you give to, I would advise would you, what advice? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. This has been email spent so long and I, it's just sort of <laughs> messing it up. Let's go back here. What advice would you give to secure that? I have a solid team and can easily wipe the competition out. Maybe even the relegation league that my brother t goblin has so relentlessly pursued to establish wink wink thanks guys for thanks guys and keep slapping that bass boys f and b pod for life best email i've ever heard yeah that was great i think that is actually
2: from goblin jr that was actually a longer novel than Goblin Sr. has ever written uh, in his life. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Be, I used to help him with his creative writing homework. That was definitely better than anything Connor wrote in college.
0: Might be more words than he's ever even spoken right there. <laughs> I, I, it was an amazing email. And I, it was so it was so amazing that I, I lost some of my... Usually I'm really good with reading the emails. Mm-hmm. And I, I apologize, Camden, for kind of botching some of the You end lost of control of your emotions, really. Did, he knows it, how to weave a tale. He does. My goodness. I was just getting wrapped up in the story. But let's give him... Some advice. I'm I'm honored that he would ask us for some advice, but I would, no. I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask the guy who's the the playoff, chan- per, you the know. perennial playoff yeah. presence, Hamby. What what advice would you give to Camden?
2: Man, Camden, I would say uh, draft on principle, man. Draft for value. Uh, you don't need to love your squad at your draft, even though that's always fun. Everybody loves to love their team, but just know that the 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 game the season is not won on draft day, but that's just where you're starting from. You can get the 12th best draft and end up with the first best team, which is going to take that much more work. What you should do is you should have the best draft possible and work up from there. Don't expect to have the first best draft, but get ready to do some business, get ready to uh, build a rapport around the league and to use good people skills and good football smarts and good numbers because numbers are what fantasy is all about.
1: Or persuasion and seduction as Ryan typically uses.
2: Sure. Also, if you do wear that, Kareem Hunt jersey out in public, I think I make a motion that every single girl who sees you should be allowed to just kick you without warning. An amazing, that's an amazing motion. So I wouldn't even say stop wearing it. I would just say, see what happens if you do. Yeah, yeah I
0: like that. Not I have a, a Mike Vick jersey, and I, mm. had to, I had to stop wearing it for a couple years. Now it's back, though, see? But uh, now, uh, well, it's a children's size, so <laughs> mm, I don't really wear it anymore. But uh, So I definitely met, missed my prime of wearing that jersey. But mm. um, I understand kind of what he's going through, and I went through a similar thing. But it, Fantasy wasn't around really then, but I know what you're going through, Camden. You know, see if you can get that uh, that jersey insurance thing situ- yep. situation figured out. Yeah. Our next uh, our next email comes from Ryan Rubin. Mm. He says, "I am saddened to hear about the state of a league." Whoa! What's the state? I don't know. I don't know. Having a team with an undraftable quarterback and ar- arguably Jeez. the worst pick in the draft, Isaiah Crowell, really make the playoffs is just a tra- travesty. As an avid supporter of the league, I'm hoping that this injustice is remedied next year, and the best teams truly do make the playoffs. Yeah, we'll get right on that, Ryan. Totally. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not alone when saying that I stand with Fried Football. I hope the other listeners will email into the show far into the future with their support, so this devastation is never forgotten. <laughs> I hope that the league morale is still high, and that you are then that you are all able to pick up our beloved Fried Football and beat Colfax in the upcoming playoffs. Can't wait to see how the season pans out and a new champ is crowned. I personally will be cheering for Goblin for the rest of the season as it will be a great story he can share with his child down the road. Let me know if any numbers need to be ran. Best, your numbers guy, Ryan Rubin.
2: All right, Ruben, I'll step in here for my guy, Mitch. Uh, first off, thanks for offering more number support. We know you're a big numbers guy, and we do look forward to seeing some uh, next-gen stats out of you coming mm. up, big guy. Love yeah. it. Uh, also, the fact that you talk about Crowell being the worst pick in the draft uh, is refreshing, actually, and not in the way that Mitch would think. I don't really – Crowell is actually maybe not the worst pick, but maybe the most irrelevant pick in the draft. Mm. Uh, it got talked about way more than any other pick in the draft, mm. along with Dalton's uh, Will Fuller 5. Mm. Um, but this is what gets me going about that. You know. The people know. And, and they have opinions about our fourth round of fantasy football drafting. Fifth. And so, fifth. <laughs> okay. Fourth for, fourth, fourth for Dalton. Fourth for Dalton, fifth for Mitch. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, guys, I'm, I'm encouraged. And, and yeah. Mitch, you know, you know the narrative that if yeah. you would have started out 0-4, and then ended what 0-7, or 7, sorry, 7-0, 8-0, no, whatever. People would be cheering for you no right. matter who was against. And so yeah. the narrative is not that the worst team made the playoffs. The narrative is that one guy got cold and became a fun little punching bag for a bit. But yeah. with all dignity intact here, Mitch has a fine team. Uh, I do hope I you know would rather play him in the championship than Connor. Yeah. But um, Connor's team does not have a good story uh at all he does have a good kid i'm excited just have success to share with his kid He's a good kid but i want to make sure i publicly come to the defense of mitch here thank you and also say ruben love your energy keep it up bud
0: i love it too ruben and we're going to get into some of those numbers later on and i know you'll enjoy that mitch do you have anything to add no i don't ruben's not completely off here
1: no well, he, <laughs> he's not he's not in and, and ryan makes a great point crowell Crowell, very, very irrelevant, underwhelming, uh, you know, pick for anybody in any round. Um, but, yeah, the fact that the fact that our listeners care about the pa- player that I took in the fifth round, I mean, that really speaks to. I mean, if they were mad at me, I would feel kind of honored.
0: Yeah, I am honored. Great. I am honored. That's good. What to a great see. email. Yeah. So really, you know, Ryan mentioned something. and This is something I really appreciate Ryan's email a lot. And I love, of course, Ryan's my boy. Ruben, you know, of course, Ryan Rubin. Right, Ryan Rubin. Okay. just want yeah. you're
2: looking right at me. I'm just like kind of feeling it. I want to make sure I'm not no, getting No, any no, no. Ryan Rubin, Ryan okay. Rubin
0: is my boy, of course. Um, I make no attempt to hide that. Um, <laughs> and all I'll say about this is, is the only thing I don't like about the email is saying that the league is in a is in a poor state. You got this, me worried. This league will never be in a poor state. That's right. Never. No, and even if you know, literally, someone decides to punch someone in the face, mm-hmm. which yeah. you know, I hope never happens, and hopefully now the likelihood of that happening is gets less and less every day yeah but you know i, I hope that that never happens this league will never be in a poor state it's the no. most enjoyable fun uh energetic fantasy football league in the history yeah. of uh, of all fantasy football so yeah that's right uh, ryan I appreciate your email that was the only part about it that i didn't necessarily agree with but yeah. i think all the other football stuff and the numbers stuff is really really good um going on to lexi Colterman, who who's oh. our last email of the week last email of the week I'm this lexi, is the first time i know it this is the first time we've received an email from her <laughs> Uh, She writes, hello, I don't care about football, (laughs) so I was just wondering what your best strategies for making lasting friendships are. That's amazing. You seem like a pretty friendly bunch, but I know you have the occasional tussles. How do you make it work? What gets you through the tough times? You know, stuff like that. Sincerely, asking for a friend. Timely.
1: That's ironic.
0: Yeah. Timely. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: How do we answer that? <laughs> I think Lexi. I think here's the thing. Sorry, <laughs> this Did segment. I, this segment brought to you by our dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Lexi, here's the thing. It's all about. It's all about communication. You know, I think that. I think that the times when I feel the most. Um, uh, just. Uh, distant and uh you know bitter towards my like my league mates is when we haven't talked in a while you know we haven't spent any time together we haven't we haven't discussed fantasy or life you know and you got to just have that you got to have open lines of communication um i know there are a lot of fantasy football leagues that don't even interact you know throughout the whole year they just look at their scores and set their lineups and that's that Lexi, if there's anything to learn from this fantasy league it's it's that you got to have real meaningful relationships uh, in order for mm. friendships to grow,
0: you know, everyone brings their own thing to the table, and I—the communication thing is huge. Yeah, it really is. It's not my forte necessarily, <laughs> but what I would say, you know, let's just get it from all angles. My, mm-hmm. what I bring to the table is—is is honesty. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, when I when I think something, when I see something, when I hear Don't something, agree with that. Oh, you know, come on. I tell the truth. I tell at least you I tell t- your version. At least of I, it. I, no, no, I tell. You speak your truth. No, I tell my truth, <laughs> which. <laughs> is what what, would even even so if if it's wrong or right at least i'm telling you what i actually think yeah rather than telling you you know what i don't actually think in order to make you think that i think something else that i don't actually think so Mm. it is the truth it is the truth it's honest it's not it is confusing but it is true now (laughs) that's case in point you know the reality is is i think honesty is a huge part of, uh, of lasting relationships mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that makes this league thrive Right and this league has a lot of honesty It has a lot of, what did you say Mitch?
2: Communication Communication, it has a lot of that going on But sometimes you're going to have a bad day of communication A bad day of honesty <laughs> and A lot of it, lying it, Lexi, I got, I got a question Have you ever seen my favorite love story My favorite love movie is actually this Not The Notebook It's Slumdog Millionaire And Mm -hmm. this is the one thing that I want to bring to the table Mm -hmm. for this league. I want to fight for the league members. Mm. That there's days when they're not lovable. Mm. I'll I'll say it. I'll say it. There's days when the guys in this league, I look at their texts, I look at them across the table, and they're not as lovable as they used to be. Mm. They might not have their best day. (laughs) But I want to do the only thing that I can do. I want to stand and I want to fight for my brothers, knowing that we're going to get in some tussles. We're going to feel loveless. Mm. But I will be here, laying by your side, guys, watching cars pass for the rest of our lives, hopefully. Wow. God save football.
0: And with that, we will be going into the first edition of Playoff Headlines. Let's go to that right now. Extra, extra! Read all about it!
1: Colfax survives! An embarrassing loss to Casey's! always disgraces, doesn't keep him out of his first playoff of his career. Calvinist's confidence is crazy caboodled after losing to M. Ryan one week before the playoffs. Goblin gets his glider going as he blows past Kentucky to go into the playoffs with mega momentum. And Panthers kisses his sister
0: the second time this season.
2: Oh, man. Those are some great (laughs) headlines you got there for us, Mitch. We're going to start with the Colfax survives. uh, Even though we lost. Tell us what happened there.
1: Boy, yeah. Well, Colfax lost. And uh, fortunately for him, um, Scheib also lost. I mean, granted, he was playing the best player in the league, uh, the best team in the league. uh, So it was expected. It was also expected that Colfax would beat Casey's, but he didn't. So uh, snuck in by the seat of his pants. That's not how the expression goes, but that's how we'll say it, okay?
0: I'm intrigued by the second story. Calvinist confidence is caboodled. Crazy caboodled. Crazy caboodled after losing to M. Ryan one week before the playoffs. That's
1: right. I mean, if you're the Calvinists, your confidence has to be crazy caboodled right now. And by caboodled, I mean shaken, rocked, disturbed. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um... And you know, one week before the playoffs, that's not a good time to lose momentum and and to have a rough week. You know, so M Ryan really rocked his world there, there. Um, and uh, we'll see how he responds in the first round.
2: All right. And uh, next we got the Goblin Glider. He gets his glider going. I yeah. think in a reference to Willem Dafoe in Spider-Man 1. With that, is yep, that is you. correct. Yep, thank you. The yes. Goblin gets that glider going. And he blows past Kentucky Fried Football yes. with some serious momentum. What's up?
1: Yes, yes, yes. So uh, basically, Goblin did um, to Kentucky what... Uh, what the Green Goblin does to Peter Parker um, <laughs> when they're like fighting in that old building, and he and he you know throws him through some walls and stuff, and batters him up, m- up. Minus the part where Peter Parker you know sticks the glider into his chest and all that, it, it was stopped short of that. The what Goblin ended up scene. on top. Yeah. yeah.
0: Classic. One of the best of all time. Speaking of classic, this is one of those classic sayings that, you know, you just can't get enough of. Mm -hmm. Panthers (laughs) kisses his sister for the second time this season. That's right. What is this in reference to?
1: Well, believe it or not, we've got two ties in one season for one team, and that is the Panthers. He scores a a pretty low 75, which, you know, if if, if Sporty's drafts would have had a, a, a normal week, you know, like in the 80s or something. Sex Panthers, I mean, the Panthers would have had his confidence caboodled going into the playoffs, but uh, he snuck away with a tie, uh, second one of the year, and he's looking to bounce back hard against the Calvinists in the first round.
2: Right, no defense for me there. All I got to say is um, I I hate tying as much as anybody, Right. and so I think it's the Lord humbling me here to make me kiss my sister twice, as my dad would say. Uh, like, Like he would say the expression right like he wouldn't like he wouldn't make to you kiss no no sister. no, no. Right, Gosh, right right, no
1: i think we need to call that game the uh the filman's football bowl because both <laughs> teams tied at 75 points what are the chances uh, you know i going to
0: be proud when i see the name filman's i see the number 75 that's right It's one of those interesting things that you just you know shapes and numbers and numbers and teams and mm-hmm. competition it's all going together and film that that is filman's number if if filman's played football yeah if he ever goes back you know tries to make a run at the nfl which (laughs) you never know he should or even if even as a a shooting guard in the nba as we saw him in the game i think he should wear number 75 that just that number fits him so well so seeing you guys score 75 is really special yeah but But,
2: last thing about that here's the number i want you to start seeing 75.2 75.4 75.6 emphasis on the point i need to i mean i just have to it's on my like on my conscience weighing heavy. I have to make a reform that we go to decimals next year because I cannot bear another tie
0: in my career. I can't do it. Okay, Dewey. <laughs> Dewey. You know. The decimal gap. That, that's something for <laughs> our, uh, <laughs> that'll be something for our league to discuss. Dewey um, decimal. What? You know. <laughs> yeah, the decimal you know, the, decimals, you know, the, the decimal, scoring, system. you know, if we're gonna move oh, forward with something like that. Shoot, okay. In it's been
2: a few years, my bad.
0: Yeah. You do hate to see a tie though.
2: You you're, you're. And you're you've a, got two of them. That's crazy. And it makes the whole like standing thing just ugly, man.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's nobody, true. Nobody needs to see three three numbers in there. That's a, that's. A if mess. I would
2: have lost both games though, I still would be in the playoffs. So that that's okay. But yeah. still, the taste of my sister is on my lips. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Well, one, one, one thing. I, one thing. One thing I want to add to all that is this. You know, not just in fantasy, but also in the NFL (laughs) this year, we've seen a large number of ties more than we would in years past. The Browns almost tied twice. They obviously did tie with the Steelers, the Packers, and the Vikings Vikings tied. So you're seeing that three-set record in a lot of different places, and one of those places is right here at the F&B Fantasy Football League. So it's interesting to see that this has been a year of ties. Yeah. And you got to live with it. I hate it. got to live with it. I hate it, especially
1: in professional sports.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and I agree. Sports. Yeah. (laughs) But at this point, you have to live with it. You have to deal with it. Um, uh, The segment we do every week that really, you know, um, gains a lot of attention, a lot of respect from the listeners, the members of the league and abroad um, is MVP and D. And so let's start this week off with MVP. Who deserves to win MVP in week 13?
2: Well, I'll start out with a question to answer your question.
0: Can a team
2: who loses to the last place team still get MVP in a week? Because that would be Colfax getting an MVP simply for making the playoffs for the first time. Uh, but as I was even saying that, I don't want to give him a pity MVP. Yeah. As much as I want to celebrate you, Mitch, I don't want thank it to you. come off as pity. So right, I'm going to retract my vote for Mitch as MVP already. Okay, thank
0: you. So if you had to make a serious pick, Ryan, on MVP, who would, you cho- who would you choose this week? You know, there's a lot of guys that – did have uh good performances Mm -hmm. who had put put a good product out on the field this week and so um what do you think as far as who who's whose performance impressed you this week
2: besides my bench uh i'm gonna say the goblin (laughs) impressed me a lot again and i know i sound like a broken record here but you start at the top you see andrew luck and david johnson's having a terrible day Zach Ertz not doing too much uh but then he still puts up 115 i it's almost like when I play my good friend Mitchell Vulcan ping pong. This is how I would describe his week of fantasy here. When you start playing Mitchell Vulcan ping pong, you might get up by two. You might get up by four, rarely five. And you might even sneak out a win in a series at the end of the game. But there is a reality coming that he is still Mitchell Volk, the ping pong king. Mm. And right now the goblin is the fantasy king. And there is a reality that even if hit some of his players do not perform well, he starts the week off poorly he will come and swing well over a hundred, whether you like it or not.
1: That's a gr- that's great, and y- you can't go wrong there. That's a safe pick. I'm gonna have to give a shout out to to my boy uh, at the table with me. I have him, Ryan MVP. Wow. I mean, look he he beats a t- uh, a, a locked in playoff team, caboodles his confidence, as we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. um, and and you know he's stick he's sticking to his guns. I mean he's got he's got Tariq Cohen, who you know, God bless him he the guy does well i don't want him to Um, easy he's gonna be listening to this oh yeah shoot (laughs) i want nothing for the best for little (laughs) t on a personal level on the field i don't really want him to do well and then travis kelsey who who uh m ryan uh you know acquired recently had a great game you know um you can't go wrong with with any with any chiefs player um they're always a this year, at least, they've been really solid on offense. So, um, yeah, I think i got to give it to
0: M. Ryan for wow. caboodling Calvin's uh, confidence. I, I appreciate it. I'm going to have to throw a third person in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, the di- the Dino Camatron. Yep, sure. and, and here's why. Um, so, you start Matt Ryan this week. He doesn't throw any interceptions or inter- interceptions. inter-ceptions. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't throw any interceptions or anything like that. But the Atlanta uh, offense looks extremely weak and um they can't move the ball. Uh Matt Ryan d- is throwing the ball somewhat down the field. It's it's uh, it looks ugly out there. Guys are not putting in the effort. Um but Matt Ryan's a hit or miss player in fantasy. You know, next week he could have he does lead the NFL in passing yards right now. So and he's got a great passer rating and all those things. You go with him, he only puts up 7 points. That's a hard that's that's a deep hole to mm. climb out of in yeah. our league. If yep. your quarterback only puts up 7 points, you're probably not going to win. Yep. But if we go back to the Ezekiel Elliott trade with Todd, with Todd Gurley. Now, Todd Gurley would have still gotten him uh, upwards of 20 points this week, so that wouldn't have made a huge difference. But he has his boy, and he loves him. Ezekiel Elliott puts up 19 points. He is leading the league in rushing. So you have the leading passer and the leading rusher on your team. That's pretty impressive, and that's pretty smart of the Dino Camatrons, who at last year was you know, the king of the league. But the big thing is, is while some players in this league lost – lost someone on their team that was a very important member of their team. Mm-hmm. That being Mitch losing Kareem Hunt. Yes. Cam, without even really knowing it, and didn't even have a chance to put another player in place of this player, loses AJ Green to a season-ending injury at the beginning of the game, which ends up having zero points. He still totals 90 points. He gets a lot of help from uh Uh, Kaim Fairbath for the Houston Texans, who's their kicker. You almost got that right. It's really, really hard to say. Kaim Fairbath. He gets some help from that. He starts, he makes an OTH. (laughs) He makes an extremely smart decision by starting the Colts defense um, in in a very low-scoring game in Jacksonville. Cody Kessler was a quarterback for the Jags. You knew that that was going to end up being a low-scoring game. And he did make the trade for DeAndre Hopkins, which only got him nine points this week, but it's still a great asset to have on your team and so to lose a guy like aj green have such a poor performance from matt ryan um and still get a w and put up a respectable 90 points to me means a lot and i think it says a lot about cam's ability to manage this team
2: and you forget one thing you didn't mention was just the amount of momentum he still actually has yeah and that i mean yeah this week was fine i'm not like overly blown away by, but i'm just saying as an overall body of work the past uh month or two cam has just been killing it man. he's well, been steady I, I
1: was gonna say that too i, I have to agree i mean like he, he was looking pretty poor earlier in the year but like he's he's come around he's here won towards four in game. a row yeah he's come around to to be
0: closer to the you know dino camatrons we've come to know and love and fear yeah i i just i i think that he deserves it this week and if you guys would second that i think we should give the dino camatrons the mvp
2: you convinced me i'm
1: in
0: i agree Uh, I don't think my nominee
1: is going to be upset because he decided to go with Cam. That's true. That's great. So,
0: Cam, congratulations on winning MVP of Week 13. We're all extremely proud of you. Now we have to move on to the MVD segment. Um, This is probably everyone's favorite part of the show because we get to figure out who... You know, really didn't do quite so well and usually stirs up tons of conversation. So um, some low scorers to consider. Uh, Philman's with a 79, four points above his typical average of 75. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, Leo out this week after the big punching match Um, would have definitely got him a few more points, but it nonetheless is a 79. Uh, Colfax, the low score of the week with a sixty-one, mm. um, sliding into the playoffs uh, on a sixty-one. Um, Ames Tapwater with a seventy-six. Kentucky Fried with an eighty-seven, which was a bummer to see as he had it all on the line this week. Um, so, Ryan, we'll start with you. Yep. Who do you think deserves to be the MVD of Week Thirteen? All right, I'm going
2: to be as objective as I can here and say the Panthers, and here's why. Not only do I hate tying, but this is how I tied. Jared Goff got me eight points. Mark Ingham got me two points. You, you just can't. Green Bay defense got me two points. I was carried by my kicker at 17 points. And you would say, oh, what about James Conner? Did he carry you? He had 19. Did you see how he got those 19? He had like two carries for two yards and two touchdowns at <laughs> one point. And not only that, they're on the drive to win the game or to, to tie the game, my bad. Yeah. To tie the game, he's killing it. He's getting the points. He ties it up. What happens? He gets hurt. He sprains his ankle bad yeah. to the point where he's actually out next week. And the guy I have on my bench, Jalen Samuels, comes in and gets a touchdown. And he ties it. That was James Conner's touchdown. And so I'm not saying that was in my control, but I'm saying the Panthers put up a pitiful 75. I know sporties wanted to put up more than 75 as well. But the way the Panthers put up that 75 is disgusting, and it's not healthy as you go into the playoffs
0: that's fair that's fair my uh Mitch we'll go to you next and we'll just kind of do a full circle here. who do you think is the m v d of this week
1: well, obviously myself because I had a horrific performance on the biggest stage the world was watching.
2: We sound so humble tonight. I know what's with
1: that um it's because we're in the playoffs so um so the other person who i would who well who I'm curious about actually uh and I need more information from is the Calvinists. He nominated himself in the group chat and mm. said that Blake knew
0: why and i'm wondering what that information is that you have on um him. let me think about this because i'm trying to remember sorry <laughs> exactly what did you explain to me a couple of days ago as to why you should have been mvd and i don't remember so therefore tom you're not the mvd was it regarding Chase Daniel by chance. No, it was something else. I'd have to go back through my phone and try to find it, which is not good is which is not good podcasting. It's not good hosting. You know, it's yeah. not good hosting, so I'm not gonna do it. That's You're not M V D. In fact, this is gonna end the conversation right here. I'm also gonna go for Mitch uh, Larson, Colfax High, uh, mm. as MVD. Before he lost Cream Hunt, and I've told him, we've talked about this already, I thought he panicked a little bit, getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. I didn't love that move. That's just my opinion. It doesn't mean anything else. I didn't love it. Therefore, yes, he lost Kareem, but it was still a low scoring week. His t- team perf- performed extremely poorly. Yes. And like I said about Matt Ryan only having seven points and that being an sh- extremely deep hole to climb out of in yeah. fantasy for your quarterback, you want him at least to get to 15 or something like that, you know, to mm. have a successful week. Kirk Cousins only putting up eight weeks against one of the lowest-ranked defenses in the NFL, the New England Patriots, is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think well that said. that is something that you got to look at, too, and go, wow, that really didn't work out. If you're thinking of things in terms of matchups, you would say, yeah, Kirk Cousins, uh, a decent NFL quarterback against a, a defense that hasn't played well against the pass this year. She should do fine. Didn't do anything. He only um, was three for 23 on third down. Uh, did not make a... Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Terrible week for him, and I didn't love what I saw out of him, and I thought that that really killed you. So that would be who I would pick for MVD as well as is Colfax. So Colfax, you That's are going good. into the playoffs, but you do receive the MVD.
1: My confidence is also
0: caboodled. <laughs> <laughs> Two people with caboodled confidences—that is the first storyline. And of
1: Ryan's got to be a little bit caboodled a little bit because you tied and you lost Losing your James best Connor.
2: running back. Isn't fun. And I'm going to be honest. Lamar Jackson is in my starting spot right now. Oh, that's I forgot fun. to mention. <laughs> I didn't start my high-scoring quarterback for like the seventh time this year. I yeah. start the wrong quarterback almost every week. Yeah. Every week. week. Yep. Every week. So I might just pull a fast one on my team. I think team, you just need to get rid of if, one of them. See if the football gods will see this one coming. I'm going to start Lamar Jackson.
0: I think that's smart. I see really they'll see this one coming. Um, the football gods know all, Ryan. They'll see it coming. Something Crap. That- yeah, the football gods, you just cannot play them. But I, I, I think this is something I, every week over the past couple weeks, I've been doing a, a playoff picture, just giving you guys the percentages, and we know how that worked out. It worked out exactly like we thought it was going to work out probably about four weeks ago. And Tom's percentages ended up showing um, ended up being really, really accurate. Mm -hmm. So, uh, props to Tom on that. Uh, he did a great job giving us that content for the weeks past. But what I want to do is today I did just a tiny bit of research, not really research, but I just recorded a few numbers. Um, so this is kind of the end of the regular season and I wanted to run down quickly the scoring totals for points earned and points allowed. So Okay. I know this might take a minute, but I think the guys are really going to appreciate hearing this this lineup. So in first place in points earned, okay, is Connor Glenn with thirteen fifty three. Next is Tom with thirteen thirty three. Logan with twelve seventy seven. Hamby with twelve forty two. <sighs> oh, it's a relief. Myself with twelve thirty three. Drake with twelve fifteen. Oh. Shy with twelve oh seven. Cam with 1194. <laughs> and then we finally get to Mitch, with. Eleven ninety two, and then rounding out the bottom is Riley with eleven ninety, only two points under Mitch, which was you know they really duped it out there at the end of the year to see who could be, be, beat each other in the rankings. And James with ten forty four, and Dalton not cracking the thousand point mark no. with eight fifty two. Wait, eight fifty two. What <laughs> yeah. was the top one again? Thirteen. Thirteen fifty
2: three. It's like a thousand points difference.
0: Yeah. So you have no. you have the thirteens. You like- have Tom and right. Connor in the thirteens. You have me. Hamby, Drake, Scheib, and Logan in the 12s. And you have Cam with with a high 11, Mitch. I'm two points under Cam. Yeah, you are. You, you guys, call Cam a high 11. Yeah, but you I'm guys not. are all high <laughs> <laughs> You guys you are all high 11s. a pretty
1: close tier in there between Gosh, yeah, Ryan and me. I mean, it's like 40 points.
0: Yeah. No, well, right. yeah, it's
2: true.
1: If I would have had a normal freaking game. Oh,
2: same. You know you can't. You I can't know, use I
1: know, Ryan. You always say that. I'm just but, saying. But submit to here, the football guys. Here's gods. some
0: more. Here's some more interesting things. I'm gonna keep bringing that one up tonight. What What else is interesting is points allowed. This one's really interesting. So you gotta play good defense in fantasy. guys. Yeah. These are the things you can't control. And so fan, fantasy is obviously extreme. A game of extreme luck, right? Like your schedule. It's all about match matchup, Yeah. Mm, well, it's. I guess you can say it's about your matchup it's not really about your matchup, it's about your schedule it's about what happens at one time and what, and even the storylines what are happens like, yeah. at one
2: time in a hotel lobby or hallway yeah. when somebody kicks somebody you know you yeah. can't control that
0: yeah
1: you right. can't control any of these things I guess and so, when I say matchup I just mean like it depends on the who you the play. amount of points yeah that are being played against you. I yeah. don't
0: mean like you're actually playing defense. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You really can't do much about these things. But this is still the breakdown of points allowed. So Riley gave up the. Mo- we say gave up. <laughs> Riley had the most points scored against him at thirteen thirty-five. Then um, Logan with twelve eighty-five. And Logan had an awesome team this year. He had a great team. They scored a ton of points. Obviously, when you go back and you look, I'm, I'm, he had Melvin Gordon. Melvin was great. Uh, he had Cam, who wasn't great every week, but still had a couple decent weeks. He had some play some receivers that at times that were playing well but melvin mainly was his backbone of his team who i think is a really really good running back yep. and um he he scored he had the second uh, most points allowed and i think that really hurt him he was a really really competitive team this year he scored in the hundreds quite a bit um then i had 1241 scored against me and then it was tom with 1240 um dalton with 1223 everyone really liked to rack it up against dalton. <laughs> uh drake with 1217 shy with 1192 um, Connor with eleven seven eight, Cam with eleven five six, Ryan with 1073 seven three, oh. and Mitch with ten forty seven. Wow, the luckiest.
2: So where was Tom at that? Number Sorry, elite. I just want to count where.
0: Tom was uh, twelve forty.
2: Okay, and... What what place was that? Because out of the playoff teams, that... three of the four were in the bottom four.
0: Yeah, that was fourth place.
2: So out of
0: here's the problem. Here's the problem I have with this, and okay. this is why I'm bringing these numbers up. Okay, so oh, I'm happy Mitch got in the playoffs. I really, really am. You're gonna
1: get Tom going on this thing. I right? hope that the yep. I hope the
0: league is list- sure. I hope the league is listening to this. I think that the playoffs should be the top two teams in each division, and here's why: because even though it didn't work out for you this way, which it didn't, and but I didn't really look at your schedule, you guys got to play either Philman's or Casey's mm. twice. Okay, which pretty much guarantees you another win. I think it would be better to have a playoff system where, two the top, two top teams of each, uh, of each mm-hmm. division both get in because there was wait, I hate to say it and I know that you know OG Sin I know that you guys are both sinister Six, This year there was an imbalance of competition, a pretty significant one between the bottom of our division and the bottom of your guys's division. Well, we have um,
2: one team no well James was pretty
0: low too at nah,
2: 10.4 look at the past
0: month again Dude, I know it's, but it's a very similar thing to cam actually but and even Drake. at the beginning yeah at the beginning of the season it was like it, it shows up on both sides yeah like how many yeah, points he earned and how many points you guys gave up yep yeah. I just think that it would it, it might not be perfect every year and maybe this year is just a significant showing of this mm-hmm. but I think doing the top two teams from each division more like the NFL would. Where yeah, whoever's in your division or whoever's in your in your right. conference plays a bigger factor. I like that in where you go, because I yeah. think that we would have had more competitive playoffs if that had been the case.
2: I like that, and not even for the sake of the comp- competitive level, I guess, of the playoffs. But I like, I thought you were going to go into the whole just top scores win. You, no. Do a giant pool. That's no. that's no fun. You got to have some coin tossing. You got to have some face to face mano a mano competition. Better man wins, quote yeah. unquote. But I like what you're saying because you you find almost a medium ground. Yeah. Not quite, but you move towards it being a little more balanced without actually getting rid of the competitive nature of fantasy football.
0: And what I would like to see as well is an OG 6 versus Sinister 6 Super Bowl.
1: So what I would like
0: I would like to see the two Sinister 6 teams and two OG 6 teams play each other in the first round of the playoffs. I love it. And then the two conf- the two divisions Match up against each other. Wouldn't it be so fun if you, it's just you and me in the championship next year, Blake? Just
2: for example, for example, and we get the boys together, and I got the the OGs, the, yep. Dan- the not the Danes, the Labradors cheering for me, and you got the Scorpions hissing for you. What a great atmosphere! That yeah, would I think be. I be hope awesome. we have I that. Think, atmosphere. I
0: think it would change. You know, it would bring the divisions it bring more of that competition into things. Not that we necessarily need more competition. <laughs> There's already plenty, plenty of, of that. Yeah. But I think that, um, I think that it would be interesting. It would be in really, <laughs> it would be a really interesting uh, uh, turn of events. I think it would make things better for our league. And it just, it just seemed this year, like I'm happy with the way things turned out. Obviously every team that's in the playoffs this year does deserve to be in the playoffs. That's not being debated it is being debated, but it's just more of a joke than anything. Um, obviously, every team that is in is cons- was a consistent winner this year and had the winning records and things played out the way they should be. I think it would just be more interesting the other way. I think it would make the playoffs more competitive, and I think that ultimately it would be cool to see.
1: Because what you're proposing, is that is this is an option in like the settings or something? Like,
0: uh, Is this available to us? Oh, yeah. That's
2: actually a good question.
0: I don't really know that it is, um, but we would have... We'd, you know it is somewhere. Yeah, it is maybe somewhere. Maybe not ESPN, but maybe, maybe I, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. We'd have I know. To, I don't want a new interface. I don't want a new interface uh, either. That'd be tough. Uh, but th- <sighs> I, I, if there's a way we can figure out how to do this, then I think we should do it. Um, so I, I I didn't do the amount of research to look into whether or not this was possible. But it's something I want to. bring. How about in. a fan does that for us?
2: <laughs> what yeah, do you say?
0: That'd be great if you guys could get back to us on that. You know, but I also want to Prize bring it to for the, the first league. one. Yeah. I also want to bring it to the league. I want you guys to think about this. Maybe weigh in. You know what you guys think about maybe this playoff format to change. But, um, you know. Good stuff. That's just what I thought about that. But um, instead of the playoff picture, we have our playoffs. And we're excited to see Connor and Tom and Ryan and Mitch uh, battled out to see who is the championship of this year's league. Um, That takes us into our weekly segment, Beef of the Week. So, um, Ryan, I'll go ahead and start (laughs) with you. Uh, What kind of issues, problems, Hmm. you know, what, what, what negatives?
2: Well, I was just in a really good mood, just kind of like mentally smiling. And then all of a sudden you just like did some whiplash on me, went to beef of the week. And now I got to think about who am I angry at? Yeah. Uh, There's something that pissed me off about Camden's email, but I can't remember what it was. Get back to me. I'm going to come back to that one. Okay, Mitch, mm-hmm.
0: you know, what's your beef, man? yeah well there's there's
1: plenty that i could choose from but uh (laughs) but i'm gonna i'm gonna leave uh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna leave the old wounds closed you know we don't need to we don't need to rehash anything but um i guess my my honestly my beef is with kareem hunt um yeah that's fair because listen here's the thing ryan you had mentioned to me at at one point you know about how you had a situation with Le'Veon bell that was you know, difficult mm-hmm. and not ideal, whatever. Like what really bothers me about this and, and is such a, a freaking bomb drop is that you, you know, had like time to like work with it. Like, okay, he might come back. Let me see if I can make a trade with him. You know, yada, yada. You were able to, you were actually able to trade him and do Got something very with lucky him. to do that as well. You were able to trade him and do something with him, even though he'd ended up not playing. I'm giving you, I'm giving you content for beef of the week. <laughs> Yeah,
2: so I'm growing in beef.
1: <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I out of nowhere, much like an injury, you know. I mean, this is it's, it's a lot like an injury, you know. To be fair, um, like it's just, oh, he's gone, you know. Like it wasn't like there was an article like leaked, and I could maybe even try to like fool somebody like to right. to trade me. It was just like you have no options. You're down a player. And he's your best player. So is am I your
2: B for the week because
1: I had time to trade Le'Veon Bell? No, 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 no. I was just saying that I think you we talked about it and you mentioned Le'Veon Bell. Like, oh yeah, I kind of had that too. But I'm like, well, this is like the worst possible situation that could happen to a fantasy owner. You know,
2: here's a little more piece of advice that you don't take it or leave it. Okay, it's not something that I thought of. It's just something I've noticed, Mm -hmm. and this is for Camden and anybody else that's out there. Draft character. I'm telling you, if you it's it's almost like an injury. I'm dead serious. This came out of nowhere though. I didn't no, no, know, no, the I know, crime. I know I know I had issues. I know. I'm hold my hand while I say this. Okay. It's okay. Talk to me. The Le'Veon Bell thing only reassured what I was feeling, and that but poor character is actually an injury waiting to happen mm. in the world of fantasy football. Yeah. That being they can just bail on their team or they could kick a girl. Stuff like that. That's why you get guys like James Conner, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. Yeah. Good guys. Cole Beasley's out there, as we, the league needs more Cole Beasley's. And with that, I have remembered my beef for the week. Okay. I thought Camden email Goblin Junior, Goblin Senior, Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe, Spider Man scene. My beef for the week is with Cam Donovan. Cam, I'm calling you out because you like Tobey Maguire better than <laughs> any other Spider Man, and that is absolute garbage. It's nuts. We. We He's an bring- OG,
1: man. He's the OG Spider-Man. Yeah. That's
2: nuts. We bring up that movie scene because it's funny, because it's bad, because this cardboard brick wall gets pulled down onto sp- – uh, oh, crap. Was it onto Goblin or Spider-Man? I don't know. This wall fell over on somebody, and it looked like it didn't hurt at all. Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying, Cam, write an email. Give us a soundbite next week on why you think Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man ever, and we will prove you wrong.
0: Uh, wow. I-, I can't wait to get into that i mm-hmm. really can't um i'll go to mine mine is uh with whoever left the house i mean we were sitting here we were like getting ready to start the podcast and I, I can't leave my seat once the podcast starts you know um and someone turns on the dishwasher <laughs>
2: Ooh, i know who it was
0: was it logan or was it pedro
2: well when did it start
0: i don't know if it logan was, like,
2: was the last guy in here
0: yeah it must have been him or it might have been pedro too either way I mean, I know that they would have no need to think about this and it really would have never crossed their mind. And it doesn't matter. I'm not really mad at them. I'm more mad at the dishwasher for giving us some nice background noise throughout most of the show this week. (laughs) And then like that one point was like yeah <sighs>
1: like well, when it stopped dying. when it stopped i thought we had stopped recording i was yeah. like, sure there was a little animal in yeah, <laughs> <It> was, yeah. <laughs> so
0: there's that we also have a, a little bit of we have mouse trap set up around here because we're, nope. we're finally seeing little buddies running around kind of and Just uh one in our basement it's did you feeling. yeah so um housekeeping issues but but the the I hope you guys enjoyed the dishwasher episode because yeah. man, that was thick. The dishwasher. That was episode. some thick audio. <laughs> That's going to be heavy throughout this entire show. Uh, let's just end with our takeaways. Um, what do you kind of take away from this week and going into the playoffs?
2: Is that passed to me or is that just kind of tossed up and see it's who grabs It's to you.
1: It? And, and as you're talking, are you, are you catching whiffs from your lips of, of your sister? Ew,
2: don't bring that up. Okay. I, <laughs> my words slipped up. I said it a little too graphically. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, also, as I'm just like wasting time right now, I'm thinking about what I learned, and so I'm just buying myself some time. But after all of that, this is what I learned: I have got to seriously make some bold moves to win in the playoffs. The more I haven't sat down and actually critiqued what just happened this weekend, but losing my probable keeper in James Conner, and continually in having Carson Wentz and Jared Goff having nightmare matchups in real football, potentially seeing Lamar Jackson as a playoff starting quarterback this year, guys, it's something that I could see getting MVP or MVD next week to go along with my Jalen Samuel start. Stay tuned. This stuff is
1: rich. <laughs> Honestly, here's the thing. My potential beef of the weekend thing that I've learned um, is, and I that was just refreshed on this as, as you s- were saying that, that you need to make moves was that I like as a play, as a playoff team, really any playoff team who needs to make moves, um, I don't know if everybody shares this mindset, but but Daddy, Daddy's Matt. Mm. I made an offer to him. This was even a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, "Yo, you're gonna you're locked into the playoffs. I'm not going to make." He told playoffs. me the same thing. He was like, "I'm not just going to help the playoff teams, you know, get better, right? You know, whatever." I love it. That's fine, but I'm not, not talking
2: like, about making trades. I'm talking about making bold starts. Sure, yeah. sure.
1: I I would lo- love to make trades. I don't think that there's really any trades that are going to help me close the gap, you know, with the Goblin, um, but. But that was kind of – that's something that I learned, um, I guess, but also a beef of mine where I'm like, well, dang it, you know? This freaking non-playoff team is not going to help me at all because he's – well, he just doesn't really have anything to play for. So, I mean, he doesn't have anything like to to trade for, nothing to gain from that. So, I don't know. So, I'm kind of out of options, really. That kind of sucks. Sorry, dude. That's what I learned. I'm out of options.
0: As you guys talk about this, and as I did beat Tom this week, um, my takeaway (laughs) is this. I'm 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 locked into the consolation bracket. Let's go, baby! I'm Get locked it. into it because um, whoever whoever that's going to be some great competition. There mm-hmm. are a lot of teams sitting in there as we, we went through the points uh, rankings of this for the regular season. Um, those teams are, are are have a really tight bottleneck as far as who's going to be able to to beat who in that and so the season's not over that's my takeaway the over. season is not the over season just began the baby season just began and i hope that on both sides playoff and consolation we can continue to keep this thing running um guys that was week 13 that was our episode mm. of the mvp Well, no, not the MVP. the B fantasy football podcast we uh we thank you guys for listening and we will be back next week to continue talking about playoffs <laughs> and this league we'll see you guys see ya did you realize That you were a eyes? Yes I did So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib Just a little something to show you how we live Everybody